Hello and welcome to the latest exciting instalment of Running Down Corridors. I'm Martin and joining me this week is Abby. Hello. Abby, how are you doing? I'm okay. I'm good. A bit tired. You're a bit banged up as well. <laughs> yeah, um, I went to Chessington this um, on Monday, so yesterday for us. And uh, yeah, injured myself a lot, but... I'll be okay. <laughs> this is like good. people's shoes fell off of roller coasters and smacked you around the head. So it's <laughs> <laughs> just another day for me, to be fair. Uh, you know, when I was 10, I lost my favorite hat on the vampire ride. No. Yeah. And I, I couldn't get it. I would queue back up to see if I could reach it. But it was too dangerous <laughs> where it was. I would have got my arm ripped off if the thing came yeah. out. I was like, yeah, oh, I'd just let it go. <laughs> So how's your week been apart from getting hit in the head with falling shoes? Yeah, it's not been too bad. Yeah, so it's only Tuesday now, but the weekend I was um I've I'm learning Photoshop. Oh cool. For cover for cover arts. Yeah, that's a skill I don't know. Yeah, so it's it's the only well, I've tried to do music for TT and I can't I I gave up basically. So this is the only other thing I've not done yet, but we recorded the last audios for my doctor for my channel. So I thought I'd make the covers for that. So, yay, TT stuff mainly, and obviously parenting, but yep. there's nothing exciting going on down that end, really. Yeah. <laughs> How have you been? Yeah, I'm okay. I'm okay. Uh, nothing really to report. Did a couple of interviews for the podcast recently with oh, yeah. Phil Ford, Stephen Gallagher, Elizabeth Morton, and Keith Temple. And they were all really nice and really generous with their time. I really loved talking to Elizabeth Morton. I only had half an hour with her. She's the wife of Peter Davison and mother-in-law oh, of yeah, David Tennant. Yeah, yeah. So, but genuinely, I could have spoken to her for like hours. She was just so easy <laughs> to talk to and just lovely. Um, hopefully, we can get her back on some some point down the road. That'd be nice. Yeah, so there is some Doctor Who news that's been happening. Uh, John Barrowman has signed up for Celebrity SAS. <laughs> Christ. Oh, no, John. Have you ever seen that? Oh, no, I don't think I ever want to. <laughs> what is it? Uh, it's where a bunch of celebrities train like they're in the army. Mm. So you're a former military person. Yes. It doesn't appeal to you. <laughs> no. <laughs> My dad loves this show. He's always talking about it. So I'm sure I'll hear will about he it. you watch it with John Barrowman in it? Yes, I'm sure he will. Fair. Sure he will. You'll probably get updates anyway. There you go. <laughs> Uh, the next series of the Diaries of River Song by Big Finish will be the last one. Fair. Yeah, I do think how long can you kind of stretch that out for? A hundred percent, though, especially as they've all come out in quite quick succession as well. I really enjoy the range, but it is a case of, yeah, you are going to oversaturate this at some point. hundred percent, hundred percent. You can only use it so much. Yeah, and you can only have a meeting classic doctors so many times before you're like, exactly. this makes no sense. It's like it doesn't mean that she 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 can still like pop up in other audios, but like not on her own kind of platform. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, Missy's getting a new box set. Oh, I love a bit of Missy. I won't lie. She, she they they do they do fill me with much joy. The Missy box sets. Um, be interesting to see where they go now. Yeah, um, you know, I wasn't a fan of the character on TV, but yeah. I think she works really well on audio. Mm -hmm. And I think that's because Michelle Gomez's performance is so big that it kind of works better. Yeah, no, I completely understand. Yeah, yeah. 
Matt Smith is rumoured to be up for the role of Reed Richards in Fantastic Four. Oh, I didn't know that one. That's Mr. Fantastic. Yep. Yeah. Today, Peter Davison revealed his plans for the scrapped Five-ish Doctors reboot sequel. Oh? Yeah. Did not see this. He scrapped it. It was in an interview with the Radio Times, and he basically said that everyone he showed the script to said this is completely unacceptable in these times. Oh, oh dear. I think he just, he didn't want to risk it. Fair, fair. Yeah, I'd love to see the script, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think it's some of us would. <laughs> that Five-ish Doctors reboot was a genuine highlight of the 50th. Oh, it was so much fun. I always thought there was scope to do a series like that. You know how, like, Ricky Gervais did extras and he yeah. had, like, cameo appearances? I always thought that this could have been, like, the logical continuation of that type of show and you could have had them going to sci-fi cons and meeting different actors and stuff. I always thought there was legs for this. Yeah, that yeah, no, that would have worked really well. Kind of kind of like like staged as well in a way. Yeah, a bit like staged. Real life stuff, yeah. Oh yes. Hundred percent. I just I just want them three to be working on screen together to, together. Literally together. Yeah, I'd watch them in anything. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Abby, why are we here today? We're talking about class. Class. Okay. So Class debuted in 2016. What was going on in your life in 2016? Noah was one. So oh, I was wow. probably parenting and yep. wondering how to parent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not very, not very interesting. <laughs> 2016 is when my 12-year relationship with my ex broke up and I had to move into my mum and dad's and sleep on a mattress on their living room floor. So, yeah, I remember 2016 pretty well. Class, what do you remember about the announcement prior to the series launching? So it wasn't really because we'd obviously had this all the spin offs before. So another Doctor Who spin off, it was just like, oh, okay, cool, cool. And like the premise sounds cool ish. But then it, it felt like it got loads and loads of promotion. The first episode came out and then everybody shut up about it. It's like. Yeah, I, I've got a feeling the BBC lost confidence in class midway yeah. through making it because, well, the whole thing was bungled, really, because I remember the day it was announced, they did one of their typical midnight announcements where they teased it all day. Yes, yeah. All day they were, like, putting pictures of sea devils up and being, like, big announcement coming, and then loads of images from the Hinchcliffe era, and they were, like, big announcement coming. And this was in the space before Series 10. Yeah, yeah. People were assuming it was Series 10 news and, oh, Sea Devil's coming back. Oh, Hinchcliffe is coming back. And yeah. then we got, <laughs> uh, there's a there's a spin-off with no pre-existing characters that you don't care about. And no Sea Devil, nothing in that promo was related. Like None at all. It was like, who, 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 I feel like, right, you know, like, not, not, Big Finish Apprentice so much, but like the equivalent, right? Uh, we've got this thing you need to tease. Can I know everything about it? Oh, uh, yeah, we'll get back to you. And that never happened. And they were like, right, we've got big news coming. It's Doctor Who related. Okay, right, <laughs> Sea Devils. Like, that's how I kind of feel like it went about. They didn't actually know the premise at all themselves. So they were like, big news. What's the big news? I don't know. Nobody's told me. Um, you might have hit the nail on the head then. <laughs> because I used to run social media for a radio station. I'll tell you the station when we're not recording. Yeah. 
But yeah, there was there was a bunch of stuff like that where I would just be waiting for information about guests that were coming up and stuff, and I would just get nothing, yeah. and I would just have to make up tweets about nothing <laughs> to, to still keep the social media active. Mystery guests, you'll never know because I don't. <laughs> you might have hit the nail on the head there. They might have just known there was a big Doctor Who announcement, yeah, and been told nothing, and it didn't help that the week this launched. So this actually launched on the. 22nd of October, which was the 10th anniversary of Torchwood. Yeah. The BBC sent no promotional material to any of the sci-fi mags around, including Doctor Who magazine. So on the day class launched, the corresponding Doctor Who magazine for that month was celebrating the 10th anniversary of Torchwood. Yeah. And I I know Doctor Who magazine isn't run by the BBC. But if you're the BBC and you've got a a dedicated magazine that pays you a license (laughs) for Doctor Who content, surely you give them promo material because that's your prime. Yeah, I don't know. The whole whole advertising of class was weird. And a couple of Christmases ago, I was visiting my fiancé's family and I met a stepbrother for the first time. And he's in his 50s, but he's a massive Doctor Who fan. Like huge, and that—that's what we initially bonded over because her whole family were like, "Martin's a Doctor Who fan, Simon's a Doctor Who fan, let's get them together." Yeah, Simon listens to Big Finish. He reads DWM. He reads the books. He's up to date with all the latest, like latest news. And this was two or three years ago. We were there for a Christmas, and he said, "Oh, it's a shame there hasn't been a spinoff since Torchwood." And I went, "Oh, well, you know, less said about class, the better." And he went, "What?" Like, he genuinely had never heard of class. Fair enough if a casual fan doesn't know what class is, fair enough. But if someone is reading a dedicated Doctor Who magazine every month and they've never heard of the spin-off, and you could argue he's in his 50s, he's not in the class demographic, but the fact that he's not even heard of this spin-off is a problem. Like, my mum's got no interest in Indiana Jones, right? No interest in watching any of those films. But I guarantee she knows there's a new Indiana Jones film out at the moment. Yeah. Promotion around Doctor Who at this time was pretty bad. You say that as well, though. I'm thinking about, like, if you go on iPlayer and you look to look at, like, the Doctor Who stuff, obviously a lot of the time it's got someone you recognise on the thumbnail. There is nothing to indicate on any of the class thumbnails that it's anything related to Doctor Who. Oh yeah, that's why Peter Capaldi shoehorned into the first episode. Yeah, because yeah. you have to you have to express this is a spin off. Yeah, like I wasn't a fan of Clara and Danny, but if they had left to lead class, I could see that. And I remember when it was announced, a lot of people were like, "Oh, Courtney's going to be the lead," and I was like, "I don't think so," because they haven't mentioned her at all in yeah. the press release. And if you've got a returning character. You announced that. Like, they didn't announce Frasier as a spin-off to Cheers and be like, oh, we're doing a spin-off. We're not going to tell you who it is. Mm, like, it just if you've got a returning actor, you lead with that. You promote with yeah. that. There is literally zero, other than obviously Capaldi showing up for that brief moment in episode one, there is no kind of lead through. You know, like, like Captain Jack in Torchwood and Sarah Jane and Sarah Jane. Like, you don't have that significant character that's there as a who connection you know and like you said danny slash and or clara who worked in a school would have made sense but because i brought this up before on people like all oh, the head teacher from the caretaker was in it 
It's like, yeah, who gives oh. a fuck that Mr. What's-his name really? is back? <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, at least if it was Clara, I don't know, if they brought in Clyde and Rani from the Sarah Janes as now yeah, teachers. Yeah, like as teenagers yeah. or like, like tutors or babysitters or yeah, even yeah, if they yeah. were just like a side character. Like, even if they just got Clara to poke her head around the class one point and be like, oh, can I see blah, blah, for her? you know, just the tiny little nods. <clears throat> and there was nothing. <laughs> Like, yeah, yeah, and you're right. If you're scrolling iPlayer, yeah, you you just go past this. And it didn't help yeah. at the time. I think the BBC had seven shows set within a school oh, at this yeah, time. So if you're browsing the iPlayer, you're just going to be like, another school? Just going to be like Waterloo Road, <laughs> like sci-fi, sci-fi Waterloo Road. Well, also, they, they didn't advertise it because nobody really knew what it was. It was the week before it launched that they said, oh, this is for young adults. There's violence, there's sex. There's blood. Like, they did, nobody knew this. I remember the day it launched, I tweeted, I was watching it. And one of my friends tweeted back, oh, yeah, I'm about to let my son watch it. And I was like, how old's your son? Ten. Do not, no, do not let him watch, watch this. Oh, Just yeah. like, oh, I thought it was like the Sarah Jane Adventures. So they, they really did not do a good job at conveying no. what this show is about. Who it's supposed to be for. Yeah, which is a shame because the premise is actually pretty decent. I like the idea of, like, Doctor Who with like blood and like like there's that bit when um his girlfriend gets cut in two by the nightmare yeah. dude and he gets squirted with blood in his face. You'd never get that in Doctor Who. No, no. But you never you never you never notice how much there's no blood until you watch class and you're like, actually Yeah. Like like when the doctor's daughter got shot, Jenny, no blood. Literally nothing not even on her top when she's laying down flat. You know, yeah. there's nothing. So I'm like, oh yeah, that that kind of makes sense. I like that. I like that idea. And the whole like, what's his chops um, losing his leg? Rom. So obviously, I've I've my my kid. I probably would let him watch the first episode of Glass. I'm not gonna lie because he likes horror and all that stuff. It's when it's further in when they start like having sex with one another and stuff like that and then that's when I'm like, yeah, now this isn't. <laughs> like, <laughs> but. Yeah, I do. I do think it's it's who is this aimed at? Tell us who this is aimed at, because you told us that Sarah Jane was aimed at kids. But even some of the stuff in Sarah Jane, I'm like, are you sure? (laughs) (laughs) But I suppose they've always had that kind of trouble with Doctor Who, um, not really knowing who it's aimed at. You know, I remember when you know when you watch um, Time and Space, Adventure in Time and Space. And Bill Hartnell's like, oh, I don't want to do a kid's show. And yeah. it's like, well, it's not a kid's show. Well, it is a kid's show, but it's not. And it's like, so I do think that's a that's an issue with Doctor Who overall, really. You know? Who's it for? I will say the Shadowkin are brilliant. Mm. And it's a shame they've not been utilised in Doctor Who. That would be cool. Another thing that I really struggled with was the age of the cast. And I know Clyde and Rani were older than what they were playing in the Sarah Jane Adventures, but they didn't look it. They always do it, don't they? <laughs> I went bald at a young age, so I'm not even going to go at him. But Charlie's comb over <laughs> in class is to hide the fact that he's nearly 30. Yeah. And the day class launched, he got married. Mm. So if you're trying to tell me this is a 16, 17-year-old boy and it looks like I could go to the pub and discuss my divorce settlement with him, true <laughs> i'm just i'm just struggling there but i will say i listened to the big finish range and i think the big finish range is incredible 
once again, like this is where Big Finish kind of um, succeeds. Really, um, they they tend to rescue things like this. Uh, well, yeah, they've got hindsight. They can talk with the actors, be like, "What did you think worked? What didn't?" And which isn't, uh, yeah, say. But I do the whole casting, but they that always happens in those sort of shows, doesn't it? Really, that like, oh, we couldn't trust a sixteen-year-old to do it, and I'm like, well, <laughs> yeah, we probably could. Like <laughs> you could find the right one, yeah. Yeah. Another thing that went against this show for me was the theme music. <laughs> You'd get this really extreme cold open, like we are going to destroy the world. And it's like it would work with like the in-betweeners. Or or something like that. But what Big Finish did is they took Blair Mort's closing theme. Yeah. And use that as the theme, and that works so much better. Completely agree with that. <laughs> You're all going to die. It's just insane. Yeah. Um. What was I going to say? Um. <laughs> Got distracted by cheesy theme tunes. <laughs> I've met and interviewed the cast, and they all are lovely people. Oh, I bet. It's a shame because there's so much potential here. I mean, it, it's ripping off Buffy again. The thing in Quill's head is the chip in Spike's head in yeah. Buffy. And I would say if you're a Doctor Who fan that has never seen Buffy or Angel, go and watch them because you will see everything that RTD yeah. borrowed and everything that. that Patrick <laughs> Ness has borrowed from Buffy and Angel to put in to these shows. Yeah. Yeah. And I like Miss Quill. I think she's an interesting character. Yeah. Um, they had to recast her in Big Finish, though, didn't they? Yeah, Dervla Kirwan now. Yeah, but no, I like I like the whole kind of. That's one thing I do like is the whole like. Well, she's she's trapped. She's essentially a slave, which like <laughs> is an interesting thing to cover. But um, the the idea of the whole chip in her head and having to like basically be the protector of Charlie, like yeah, you know. It's a, it's a good concept, but yeah, it's definitely... It's a good concept, but I saw it 20 years previously in Buffy yeah, the Vampire Slayer. It's definitely been used before, but once again, this show was designed for young teens, so they necessarily might not have seen Buffy. So to them, this is a new concept, even if it was done 30 years ago. You know? That's true. I always, I've always kind of wondered, if Buffy launched now in 2023, would me now at 41 be a fan of that show or do i just have this nostalgia for it because it launched when i was 16 and it ended when i was 23 and i was the same age as those characters growing up so i kind of yeah i've grown up with it so i'm too close to it to really have a critical eye on it i'm like that with charms though <laughs> I'm like that with charmed i sit and i sat and watched the old series because they've done a rehash god knows why um, the other week, and I was like, "This isn't as good as I remember." <laughs> My daughter has just started watching Charmed. <laughs> She's really enjoying it. <laughs> but I think it's the whole. It is the nostalgia factor. Yeah, and I know class has its fans. Like, there's a there's oh, a lot yeah. of fans out there for it. Not having a pre-established character is a real issue. The Doctor saving Charlie and Quill should have happened in Series Nine of Doctor Who. Yeah. Yeah, they should have showed it and then led into that. Yeah. I completely agree. But I will say this, and like I've said this on this podcast before, Class is the only spin-off I sat down and watched all the all of it. Oh wow! Yeah, 
I did have a one-year-old at the time, so I wasn't quite there. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, because I, I haven't watched all of Torchwood. I've only watched the occasional episode of Sarah Jane, whereas I've sat and watched the whole of class because somebody had to and that somebody was me. <laughs> but some of the, um, like going on to the rest of the like series and stuff, some of the other creatures and aliens that they got are quite, cool because they're kind of like twisted and there's like plants that fall from the sky that like cut you open and stuff like that it's 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 like it is like a twisted version of doctor who um but yeah it's 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 purely because they don't have that it's it it could be not who related at all you know you could it it could literally just be a sci-fi show that's not in the who universe whatsoever oh yeah easily just one rewrite it would it would remove all of that I always wonder, was this an original show that they modelled into being a Doctor Who spin-off? Because it feels that way to me. What kind of like the reverse they did for Wizards and Aliens and Sarah Jane? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. One thing I did enjoy was June Hudson's cameo. Uh, She was the fourth Doctor's costume designer. Ah. And she's in the shop. She's the one that tells Tanya, I caught my husband interfering with himself on the stairs. But there's, there's this weird cut where Tanya walks in the shop and she says something to that old woman. And then the old woman goes to say something, but then there's a cut. And it's really choppily edited. And I'm like, oh, what did, what did they cut out what, of? What got taken out there? Oh, no. Probably something that's not acceptable now. That's usually <laughs> the reason why stuff gets taken out really, really badly. They never do it the right way around, do they? They just like chop it out, like cut it off. So. <laughs> What does she say? Speculate. Uh, yeah, I want to know. Because <laughs> I got the thing that was improvised because the actor's reactions oh. kind of looked genuine. <laughs> That's even worse. <laughs> oh, God. I dread to think that if it was improvised. <laughs> but yeah, I guess oh. the, the, all, the characters are all kind of archetypes. And I really like the character of Mateus and the way he grows and develops over the series. He's good. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know, maybe the show would come on when I was 16, 17, like with Buffy. Maybe I would have really latched onto it and been like, this is my show. Yeah, true. I feel I, I, you, you can tell that the characters were designed for a 16 year old to go, I'm kind of like him. Yeah. Or I, I'm kind of like the, the, the guy who's gay and doesn't want to tell anyone. You know, like. It, 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 I, I see why the characters were written like those stereotypes purely for the 16-year-olds that wanted that kind of, like the Buffy thing all over again, trying to give them that Buffy realisation and for some reason linking it to who. <laughs> I might be misremembering this quote from Patrick Nez, but I remember he was asked about cameos around the time this aired and he said something along the lines of, cameos are like a man's dick. There's a time and place for it to be whipped out. I, I might be completely misremembering that. Oh, no, that's it now. That's the quote. <laughs> Christ. Cameo from Captain Jack. <laughs> if this had worked, do you think they would have swapped the cast every two years like skins? Oh, yeah, probably. Keep it fresh. Yeah, because that would, that would actually be a pretty good idea. Yeah. Because, yeah, if you set something in a sixth form you are kind of limited with how long you've got these characters mm. unless they do like the 70s show where it's 1976 for like four years mm, true 
if they had waited till series 10 to launch this and this was set at a university featuring bill's friends that we met in series 10 would this have worked mm. slightly better i say at least at least you would have had some form of a connection like yeah that's another person you probably could have no mind you though bill wasn't bill would hadn't happened by that point no yeah that's what Maybe they could have, yeah, maybe they could, but they obviously didn't know they were going to cast her by this point. We're, we're seeing it in hindsight, I suppose. I guess that is a problem. I do think there is there is room for a more adult-focused Doctor Who spinoff, and I kind of hope that this long-talked-about unit spinoff is that. Yeah, because we've still not got confirmation from that. It's still speculation. Oh yeah, well, that's the they reckon that's the reason why they brought men and stuff back in it, so they can start building. Because then they've got K, then they've got K, um, Ace and Tegan and um, Mel slowly, and obviously Joe Grant is going to be thrown in there because Joe Grant. Um, so they're obviously trying to build something up. I just wish they'd bloody tell us. <laughs> Suppose they want to get the stick stuff out of the way first, and then it'll be like, oh, by the way, you know that thing you've known about for months? Yeah, it is actually happening. That's always the way with the BBC and Doctor Who stuff. Like we all knew David Tennant was coming back and we all knew his lines were going to be what, what, what. And I remember like when Bradley Walsh was leaving, ITV announced a year before the BBC did that he was going to be Par Larkin in the Darling Buds of May reboot. And the BBC left it to the week before yeah. the episode aired to be like, oh yeah, he's not <gasps> coming back. It was like whenever they announce people, you know it's because they're shooting on the streets and they can't hide it. Yeah, that's true. Like, Mel's back. Yeah, we know. She was spotted like two days before you announced it. It's purely because you were like, oh, we need to record this on the streets. Yes. She needs to ride a motorbike. Yes. They're going to know it's Mel. We should probably announce her. <laughs> you know? Like, oh, it does make me giggle. It does make me giggle. So I looked into what would have happened with Series 2. Mm. And Series 2 would have had an episode written by Juno Dawson, who wrote Doctor Who Redacted. Oh, okay. Right. It would have featured a civil war between the Weeping Angels. See, that would have been nice. That would have worked. Yeah. Oh, one thing that I was curious about watching this is they had a prom. Abby, you're you're about a decade <laughs> younger than me. Did you have a prom? I, I I did have a prom, but it was in like year 11 of high school. We didn't get that in the 90s. We had it in some really rubbish, really rubbish golf course in the middle of nowhere. And I remember... <laughs> I remember my younger cousins all had one, but they all like left school in like the early 2000s. But I left in 1998. We didn't get it. You know what we had? What? A balloon race. <laughs> I didn't go. This is the difference. If, if you left school in the noughties, you had a prom. If you left school in the 90s, you had a balloon race. <laughs> yeah. And imagine like the environmental issues that come up now from, oh, yes. from loose balloons <laughs> out there. I hope they're biodegradable. <laughs> I didn't go because they were like, oh, you pay us like two quid or whatever and you can race your balloon and it's the perfect symbolism of your spirit going off into the wider world. Well, no, I wouldn't have gone to that. Quite hip I'm quite a hippy-dippy person, but even I would have been like, no, I'm good to. <laughs> <laughs> Could class work if they were to announce Series 2 is coming now and it's going to be spearheaded by, say, Phil Ford? With under the tutelage of Russell T. Davis, do you think it could work? I reckon if they brought it back, they they'd put most of the cast from Sarah Jane in it. 
whether that's as like the quirky person who lives down the street or like a teacher or you know not necessarily students because you know but i reckon i reckon that's what they do i reckon they just shoehorn rani in and be like yeah i live down the road <laughs> did i mention you know like <laughs> Oh no! I moved out. Of, I moved out of Bannerman Road. I now live opposite Coal Hill School. <laughs> Coal Hill School, yeah, and because she's now a big star, it would be a name. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I do reckon. I do reckon that's what they do, though. Hundred percent. They could work. You'd need new kids. Yeah, younger kids. Kids. They're all thirty <laughs> when this was being filmed. They're like forty now. <laughs> I wouldn't even be opposed to some of these characters. Popping up in Doctor Who. That'd be cool. Yeah, maybe if April was to show up. Yes, bring April to Who, please. Oh, she's so nice. I'd, 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 I'd love a bit of April in Who. I'd well watch that. I'd yeah. watch Who anyway, but I'd put April in there. She'd I'd watch fun. her as a companion. Oh, Lord, yes. She would work. Yes, please. She's got those qualities. Mm. Yeah, I, you know, I didn't hate class. I just didn't think it was very good. Or maybe it's just not for me. Maybe I'm just too old. I say I enjoyed the premise, but who? That's I think that's my biggest question. If if twelve hadn't shown up, yeah, but I did enjoy it. But in from a from a Buffy sci-fi original series type POV. Yeah, I wonder if this wasn't a Doctor Who spin-off, would I have bothered to watch it if I'd seen a trailer? And the answer is probably yeah. not. Yeah, yeah. But I do, yeah. I do like the core idea, and I think this could work. And the idea of setting something in a school. It's kind of interesting, and obviously it's been done before with Buffy. Um, and th- there definitely is space for a Buffy-type show in the Doctor Who universe. Mm. And, you know, Tortured's never coming back. No. <laughs> we're, we'll get characters from Tortured pop up in unit, potentially. I think 100%. they'll bring in Gwen, because Eve Miles is now up, yeah. even bigger than she was. Martha will pop up. Martha Jones will definitely pop up. Maybe they'll do like a Victorian tortured episode of unit and there'll be lots oh of... lord no no don't make me fan girl over something that's not even happened <laughs> oh, I, i've always wanted more victorian tortured oh tell me about it christ yes big finish should do this because you could have them team up with the pat and oscar gang and jay and jago have you listened to tt <laughs> <laughs> you've stopped putting them out as like podcasts and apple I didn't do that. That wasn't me. That oh, was okay. that's another side. Yeah, I'm not in charge of that side. I'm in charge of the YouTube side. It's oh, a different okay. um, section of TT that puts it up <laughs> on um, Spotify. We have sections. There's 23 of us who had a guest, hence the name. Oh wow! <laughs> it's a big old team. Uh, yeah, I always wondered about the name actually. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Okay, Abby, we're struggling to talk about cars. <laughs> let's leave it here for this week next week we'll be back and hopefully chris will be with us abby do you think we should do day one of torchwood yeah sure that's the horny gas monster one sure let's <laughs> i love the one. fact whenever anybody whenever i go which one's that everybody <laughs> that's the horny horny gas one. Oh yeah cool yeah yeah sure <laughs> and there's a corresponding episode of angel for that one as well oh christ of course there is <laughs> And on that note, good night. Bye.